it's always a better deal with a, someone who's trying to win your business yeah. than someone who already has your business. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to Property Chat with Lockie and Matt, sponsored by our great friends at Real Hub and Campaign Track. Now Matt, what we really wanted to talk about in this episode was something which we often discuss at length, and it's a conversation we have with buyers on an almost daily basis about their finance and whether to use a bank or a broker, mm. because there are some seriously big differences to yeah. the way you go about getting your finance that can ultimately mean whether you'll get a property or not. It's, it's yeah. a huge thing when it comes to buying a home. Yeah, well, it's something I hear all the time when a buyer doesn't get their finances and they're surprised by it and you say, well, who did you use? Or I went with the bank I've been with for you know, 15, 20 years and just didn't get the service or the outcome they were hoping for. And you know, that's why we talk a lot about the difference between a, a bank and a broker. You know, and the, the key difference for me being the fact that the bank generally puts in one application with one bank, where when you go with a broker, they've got access to you know, 15 to 20 different lenders and it just gives you such a variety yeah. that might be more suitable to you, your income, all those sorts of things. Yeah, well I mean, we make no, like absolutely no surprise to the fact that we're very much pro, pro but broker in terms of we feel that it is the best thing for buyers. Yeah, and you know, we make that absolutely clear to everybody listening because we just think that there's so many benefits to having someone who can assess your application and converse with you about it, mm. get it right, before submitting it to an institution that's probably going to suit your application really well. Mm. Uh, when you go to the bank, as you said, all they do is they ask for information, they don't give you feedback, they submit the application to their credit team, their credit team come back and says no because of X, X, Y, Z, maybe not even because of X, Y, Z. Sometimes they just don't even give yeah. you a, a clear indication as to why. Yeah. Um, and you're sort of just left completely in the dark and obviously then you've got a mark on your credit that you've applied for something and, and been rejected. So. Yeah the broker can vet all of your information prior to actually submitting so that they won't let you submit, well, a good broker anyway, yeah. they won't let yeah, you submit true. an yeah. application that they don't think he's got a very good chance of getting, yeah. um, getting approved. Yeah. And I mean, you, we were talking off air about your experiences and different lenders, depending on the way in which your work is structured mm. and the type of income you have, um, can work much better than others for some people. Yeah, well, you know, for those who don't know, um, it was that I'd banked with St George for, gosh, since I had a kiddies account. So that would have, you know, would have been somewhere in the order of 15 to 20 years with the same company. Um, went back and, and saw the bank and said, look, ready to buy our first home. We'd love to talk to you about finance, all those sorts of things. Ended up getting knocked back. So I was, you know, as you can imagine, really disappointed about that, having yeah. supported that same bank for such a long time. And like most people, it wasn't that I thought they were the best bank in the world. It's just such a headache to go and chop and change all of the accounts, everything you've got, all your deductions, and you know, yeah. you've, you've just been there, so it's easier to keep it. Um, got put in touch with a broker and had them assess everything, and we went about it a bit of a different way. And what we found out was the reason it was really difficult for us to get finance with St George is they actually don't lend very easily to people on a commission structure, where you know, for those who, who know much about real estate work you don't get a wage in most cases if you're you know you're doing it the way I've like structured the whole thing so mine's just commission only which meant that you know they don't see that as a sustainable income so you know I had to go through a different bank but if it wasn't for the advice of the broker I wouldn't have known that and I wouldn't have been able to put the application in for the right um, right institute or right bank um, which ended up being ING for us I'm pretty sure and you know ended up working out perfectly we got the loan got the approval within sort of 14 days and you know able to buy the home we wanted. Mm. I think the other thing too with a broker that is really good is the advice you can get 
because um, we're always having conversations with buyers around the different levels of pre-approval and I think that's something where there's so much confusion in the industry about that and I don't think that the banks tend to make that clear enough yeah. that there's very different uh, there's a big difference rather between you go into your bank and you speak with the bank manager or whoever it is there the, whoever's handling the loans they get you to give them some basic information and they go oh great news you're conditionally approved up to 1.4 million dollars and they go oh fantastic off they go start yeah. shopping up to 1.4 then they go back to their bank and find out that, oh, no, 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 that's not a formal pre-approval. That was just a, an indication of perhaps, maybe, possibly, perfect scenario, this is possibly, again. Yeah, if it all checks out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when uh, you know, all the stars are aligned, if everything's perfect, then maybe we could give you this much. Yeah. And rarely does it end up being the case, and people end up getting really disappointed. And then that comes back to the issue with, um, the initial credit assessment turnaround times. Mm -hmm. So we we're just going through it, I'll, I'll bring some of them up. This is only a few weeks old, but from um, Graham Law from Loan Market, who yeah. I, I deal with quite a lot, and yeah. he's a great broker, and he's always sends around the turnaround times for initial credit assessment. So what yeah. that means is, when you initially submit your application to get pre-approval, how long it takes the bank to look at that application and give you an answer. Yeah. And they're so different bank to yeah. bank. Like if we look at this, this is only a couple of weeks old now. At the time, you had the likes of Westpac being 20 business days, mm -hmm. ANZ 13 business days, St George 15. But then you've got ING, two business days, Macquarie Bank, one, NAB, four business days. So if you're the person that has just seen a property, it's going to auction, you want to buy it, you think you've got a pre-approval, and then you go back to Westpac and they say, oh, no, 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 you've got, it was just an indication, you've, you haven't got your formal approval, you still need to submit all your documents. And that's a 20 business day turnaround. Yeah, that's massive. Gone. You've just, it could be a different market in you've, 20 you've days. You've just missed the property. There's yeah. it, no, no buts about it. Yeah. Um, so that alone is useful to have a broker for, to know what your timeline you're working with. Because they might say, oh, when are you looking to purchase? Mm. And you go, oh, not for three months. Okay, perfect. Well, this bank suits your requirements better, but they have a really long application process. But yeah. it doesn't matter for you. But you might go to them and say, well, we've seen a property we want to buy. It goes to auction in two weeks. And they go, well... We've got three options for lenders. Yeah, these this is information you just don't know unless you're in 100%. communication with a broker. And and the only other time that I think some people might want to consider, you know, that you would maybe stick with your own bank is if, for example, um, you've got business banking and it's a really really strong relationship and you maybe own a business in town and you know you've got a line of credit and you've got the ability to do things a bit easier through that direct business bank and mm -hmm. saves you creating the new relationships elsewhere but you know I think if even if you've you've been a loyalist to the same bank for a long time you know as we've seen many times that they don't always return the favour for that loyalty. So it is a, a good opportunity for you to shop around and, and just see if there's better interest rates out there, see if there's a better deal for you. You know, I know the interest rate that, that I got in comparison to what I was offered at St George for the loan I didn't get yeah. was still, you know, much better. Well, it's the old thing. You see credit cards advertised all the time, don't you? And, you know, interest-free periods and, yeah. you know, incredible deals for new customers only. Yeah. So it's always a better deal with 
a someone who's trying to win your business yeah. than someone who already has your business. Yeah. So there's that as well that can really factor in if you're trying to really sharpen up your rate. Yeah. Someone who's trying to fight for your entire banking portfolio yeah. um, is going to give you a really good deal, obviously, to try and get you to sign everything over to them as well. Yeah, 100%. Well, I think that, you know, for a lot of people summarises that, you know, it's probably a really good conversation to have and get face to face with a broker and, and start seeing, you know, what the difference is between, you know, the, the interview process compared to the bank. You know, when you went and met with the bank, what were the questions that were asked? What did you have to fill out? What did you get back? What was the service like? As opposed to a broker who, you know, as we've said before has a big standout and difference in their turnaround times and their service. Well, I think the key thing we should probably make clear to people is that a broker doesn't cost them anything. Mm. So that's probably a bit of a misconception. To, uh, some people feel that it's going to cost them differently, yeah, but yeah. the broker gets paid by the bank. So whoever they put that through, they're going to get pretty much the same sort of remuneration from, from the bank. Yeah. So it doesn't matter to them who they use really, they're just there to try and get you the loan and try and get you the best deal. Yeah. So you're not having to pay any extra and you're getting all this personalized service instead of being a number um, you know, in a long list and having to call up a call center to try and figure it out. So I mean, I wouldn't do it any other way, yeah, but I have to agree. You know, obviously it's, um, it's, I appreciate for some people when you've got a relationship with a bank, that's yeah. the way you tend to go to start with, but it's probably the biggest piece of advice I think we can both yeah. give. Yeah. I think we put it over to the listeners, yeah. guys. You know, if you're listening to this and you do have a story about either you know, a bank or a broker that, that has been a different experience to what we've faced, we'd love to hear it. So as always, like and subscribe, stay up to date, and we'd love to hear some feedback from you.